Hey, beloved, I am so happy you found this community and I want you to know you belong here. Welcome to the Own Your Intuition podcast. I'm your host, Kelly Rich. I'm an international intuitive soul reader, psychic medium, herbalist, energy medicine practitioner, and educator. I work with people all over the world with my online events, courses, retreats, and my bespoke one-on-one intuitive readings and mentorships. I want to empower you and educate you to trust yourself and own your intuition so you can truly step into your power and really own your gifts as a self-healer. You can schedule your next session with me or register for an upcoming event, course, or retreat at my website, kellyrichintuitive.com. You can stay connected with me on Instagram at kellyrichintuitive. Hey, hey, how are you doing, beloved? How's your heart today? I'm super stoked to share this episode with you. I'm focusing on a couple things with you, authenticity, what it means to be a healer and the shadowy aspects of following other healers' footsteps and some other things. Let's talk about first what it means to be a healer, a light worker, an intuitive, whatever your language is for yourself. Okay, this doesn't mean you have to look a certain way. It doesn't mean you have to be a certain way or have a specific job. You don't need to hang up a sign on a door and open an office and see clients unless you want to, you know, unless you're really called on a soul level to do that work. One of the things a mentor shared with me a long time ago was that she was noticing a lot of people going into healing work for reasons that were more about them than of being of service. And I really sat with that and as my eyes adjusted to this belief or inquiry from my mentor, I started to see it. I started to see it in others and what I saw my way, the Kelly way, what I was seeing more specifically was that there were and are a lot of people going into healing work to feel a certain way. And usually that feeling is importance, importance. There are people going into healing work because they get a feeling of personal importance. They feel important. And that is a slippery slope to navigate. So I just share that with you because when you're picking a healer, when you're picking someone to work with, to an end, how do you feel about them? Do they feel good? Do they align with you? If so, great. If not, maybe look for someone else, you know? I share an experience on a recent podcast episode where I bypassed my intuition years ago on this woman I was going to see for healing session. Everything in my body was telling me to turn around and I decided not to listen. And I decided to go, which meant that I had a choice because we all have a choice every second of every day. And my decision was to, again, bypass my intuition. And when I did, I had new lessons, new lessons that came from that choice. And I learned what I didn't want to do, (laughs) seeing clients. I learned what it looked like to be a healer that was actually disempowering others. I learned that I will probably never wear sweatpants to to a session because that's just not me. I learned that 
clutter really matters and cleanliness really matters for two different reasons. And that most people are going to feel more comfortable in an environment that is clean, no matter if you're online or you're in person, because if you're online, you're still together. The energy of your space matters. So I did learn all of these things, but I could have learned them in a more gentler way. I truly believe that. So there's this other thing that happened during that session with this woman. And she told me that I wasn't, how can I say this? It even sounds weird saying it to you. I have like a real resistance around it. Oof. She told me that I needed to have seven mentors and one of them needed to be her in order to do my work, which I was already doing successfully. And that to me was a really big flag. In that moment, I felt like she was dictating how high I could rise and that I couldn't do it without her. That to me is a red flag. Red, red, red flag. Years later, I was downloaded with this saying that I really believe was for me, but also for all the women in my group mentorship at the time. And it was, don't let someone dictate how high you rise. Don't let someone dictate how high you rise. And yes, this means your success. Don't let someone else tell you what success means to you, how high you can go, what you can achieve, but also... When I see other healers copying others blatantly, that to me shows insecurity, but also that they have on some level of their consciousness allowed that person they're copying to dictate how high they rise. Because when they copy, they're following someone, meaning their their levels of depth are only going to go as far as copying that person, meaning how high that person goes is likely maybe even if how high that person is going to go. It's also draining to copy someone else. It's draining because you're always needing an outside source to do your work rather than getting the work from within you, your own well, your own vessel. Those are two very different ways to navigate your life. Stop trying to be like everyone else. That's what I really wanted to share on this episode. And maybe you're not. Maybe you're not, but I've been there. You know, I can confidently say I've been in that position where I tried to be like someone else because it was safe for me. It was safe for me, especially when I first started to see what my teachers were doing and seeing how their sessions were and that I could create a session similarly. And if I did, that meant that the King's men weren't going to come and find me with their pitchforks and kill me in my sleep or burn me at the stake. Like, that's happened in other lifetimes. And that those witch wounds, which side note for coming to the healing, the witch wound retreat this July, holy shit, y'all sold it out in under 10 minutes. And I can't wait to dive into this more there. I know a lot of you are wanting another retreat. I'm working on it. Healing the witch wound is something that I really want to focus on moving forward in a lot of aspects of my work and my offerings. Which wounds can come from past lives, but they can also come from generational trauma. They can come from all kinds of different places. But I really just want to focus on, you know, this energy of not feeling safe to be you and to follow your own internal compass because we've lived so many lifetimes where we have learned that that's not safe. It's not safe to be different. It's not safe to talk to the squirrels. It's not safe to walk to the water and have the waves crash higher than they did for everyone else. You know, it's not safe to have 
powers in a way. You know, that word was thrown around a lot. Oh, she's a witch means she has powers and she's evil. No, witches to me are healers, healers, healers. And sameness doesn't equal safeness, right? We've talked about this. But also, you know, healers doesn't mean that you're just a person who does consulting or sessions or this or that in a generic healing role. I see healers at the homeless shelter. I see healers stocking the food on the grocery store shelves. I see healers that come and fix my fridge. You know, that happened the other day. Wow, what a powerful healer he was. You know, we need the teachers, the creators, the house cleaners, the doctors, you know, the bartenders, the hairstylists, man, holy shit, for real. Being a healer does not mean you have to see clients, beloved. Does not mean you have to quit your job because Susie and Sally did. No, being a healer does not mean your work is going to look like someone else's. It might, it doesn't have to doesn't have to, you know? Something I learned a long, long time ago were that fashion designers were really powerful healers. And I have been drawn to fashion my entire life. I was the kid, you know, before I could string sentences together, I was stealing lipstick and high heel shoes and the most glamorous dresses in my, my family's closets and putting them on. I've always been drawn to this level of expression and I learned at a teenager years in my life that it wasn't safe to be extremely feminine. It wasn't safe. So then there was a time later on where I started to change what I wore and there was a lot of healing that has happened over the last 12 years to come into my own personal style and give less fucks about what other people think and how they view me because how other people view me is really none of my business. It's none of your business either. How people view you. People are going to judge you, right? That cliche saying, people are always going to judge you and it's true. So you might as well just be who you want to be, wear what you want to wear, live where you want to live, do what you want to fucking do. You know, I'm so, so, I'm not even sad anymore. I think I'm like just kind of over it. Like insert eye roll, seeing all these powerfully gifted human beings walking the earth in a numbed state where they're doing what they think they should be doing. And I know a lot of my work is in helping these people feel again. That is my part of my soul's mission. And fashion, let's talk about fashion for a minute. What do you wear and why do you wear it? Go look in your closet. That's your homework after this show. Look in your closet. Do you love what you wear and how you express yourself? And maybe you're like, Kelly, that's not my style. I don't really care. Fine, skip this. But if you do actually care about what you wear and any sense, whether it's shoes, jewelry, bags, clothes, jackets, whatever. Curtains in your house. How do you dress your house? I see furniture as dressing your house. Okay. It's dressing it up. That's what you're doing. You're creating an environment and your body is your temple. How do you adorn your temple? One of my ex-boyfriends, he, I learned so much from him. And one of the things I will never forget, and this was years and years and years ago, I wanted to get my nails done, but I felt shallow getting my nails done. And he 
I don't know if I said those exact words. I said something like that to him and he was very salt of the earth. Um, really didn't give a shit what people thought almost to the point. Sometimes I'm like, I can't believe you just said that or you did that. I'm embarrassed. And he just didn't care. And if you know me and you knew him, you know who I'm talking about. Anyway, he said to me, you know, after, uh, my comment about my nails, cause I thought he was going to judge me too for getting my nails done. And he said, Kelly, you are an angel getting your nails done. If it makes you feel angelic, you do that. It's angelic. Cleanliness is angelic. Cleanliness is godliness. And I've never forgotten that. Anytime I want to get my nails done, I remember that. I remember that message and I love getting my nails done. I love taking care of myself in manicured ways. I love wearing clothes that make me feel good. I love adorning myself. And to not do that would be a disservice to myself. And I feel like an act of hatred. Self-love is listening to the callings that we have. If I have a calling to get my nails done or to wear an avocado mask in my face or my hair or wear a Love Shack fancy dress, I'm going to do it. I'm over the times where people and other women judge me for what I wear or how I show up. And I recently did a poll in my Instagram stories just asking everyone, do you think that healers should look or dress a certain way? And at this point, every single person said no. Every single person said no. And I find that interesting because we say that until we see something different until we see something different. It's human nature. It doesn't mean we're wrong. I'm not, I'm not judging and not pointing fingers, but I can say that because I've done it. (laughs) I've done it myself. And, you know, the more we become aware of where our mind goes, that isn't in alignment with our soul and who we want to be. That's how we change. That's how we reprogram. That's why I say that. And I invite you to just look around your home and look in your closet what are you holding on to? What are you holding on to that you've outgrown, that you don't love, that doesn't make you feel good? You know, to me, when I started replacing lots of our products in the house, like cleaning products, uh, facial care, you know, like serums and things, makeup, hair products, one by one, I started swapping out all the toxic crap for more uh, clean beauty and clean products like when we, what we clean our house with and so on. And I didn't do it all at once. I did one little by little by little. And, you know, I did the same thing like with water filter and air purifiers and things like that. I didn't buy them all at once. I bought them little by little. So if you look around and you feel really overwhelmed, like, oh my God, I hate this rug. I hate my clothes. I hate this. I need a whole new wardrobe. Instead of getting rid of everything at once, focus on the most important first. And maybe you donate it, you sell it, use that money to then get something that you really love. You have a yard sale, you find someone in need, right? You clear, you're clear. you clearing up energy as well to be who you are now because you are nature and you are always changing. You are always changing. Someone asked me recently you know, what my personal style was and there was a part of me that just wanted to say personal because it is. My style is personal. And one day I might want to wear a flowery, flowy off the shoulder dress with a designer bag. And then there's a day that I want to wear 
a canvas bag with some beat up shoes that I absolutely love the way they fit and sweatpants or something completely different and eclectic that only comes out when I'm feeling that certain kind of way, you know? Let's stop putting ourselves in these boxes of we need to be a certain way. We need to focus on being like other people because they're successful. Man, be yourself because if you keep trying to be like everyone else, you're going to be having leaks all through your aura, honey. You're going to be trying to keep up, keep up, keep up rather than going in, 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 in. What does your internal compass say? Just like that woman told me years ago in that healing session that I couldn't be essentially my best self without her. That is a fucking red flag. If anyone tells you that you need someone or something else to be your best self, red flag, you have everything you need. Everything else is extra. It's a privilege to even get to buy clothes or to buy new curtains or to have spaces that are comfortable in exactly the way that we like them. It's a privilege. But if you have that privilege, don't just not take advantage of it because you think you shouldn't or you couldn't or it's shallow. I feel like that's an excuse with a deeper wound that wants to be addressed. Do what makes you feel good. You know, the world needs you, not another version of someone else. And if you don't know what you want, you're in a really powerful place of experimenting. Try new things. Try different clothes. Tune into how you feel. You know, we need all these different professions. Healers are everywhere. And I see a lot of healers where they quit their jobs and they start a consulting business and they're doing readings and they're doing things that other people are doing because they saw that other people were successful. I have people tell me this. I had someone come to my office and pay me for a session when I first began this work and they were trying to build the business too. And they looked at me and said, and I'll never forget it. Why are you succeeding faster than me? And it was a really interesting experience for me. There was a lot to uncover there, a lot to sit with, because there was a part of me that was wanted to be like, I'm not successful. Why? No, no, no. Because they were so triggered by what I had created for myself. They saw themselves as less than, and they were trying to figure out all the things that I did to get where I was so they could do the same things because they thought it meant they would succeed. But we're different. We have different soul's missions. If you're focused on what other people are doing, you are not tuned in. I don't care what anyone says because the only way to be tuned in is to go within you. What do your guides say? Your guides are within you. You have a treasure chest waiting to be opened. Of course, experienced guidance is necessary at times. I'm not telling you not to ask for help. I mean, hello, look at what I do for work. And it's a great joy of mine. But I also tell people, even though it's a very rare occurrence, I tell people when they're coming too much. I tell people it's time to go fly their wings. I tell people I'm canceling their sessions because they need to go implement the work. It's not just me. I act as a mirror. Whatever you see within me is within you. That goes for everyone. How are you feeling, beloved? How's this landing for you? What came up? Give yourself time to digest instead of just running to the next thing. That's my recommendation. And really tune into what do you want? You know, your homework. What do you want? If you don't know, it's time to experiment. And number two, 
Look around your environment. What needs to change? Okay? All right. It's always a joy to spend this time with you and to share with you from my heart. I feel so, so blessed to have you a part of this community. And I would really appreciate and love your support on writing a five-star review on Apple Podcasts app for the Own Your Intuition podcast, especially if you enjoy these episodes and the production of them. You can support by writing a review. It's free. It takes a couple minutes. If you want to support in another way, I have created an online store on my website and there are a few sizes and things left. I have sweatshirts, I have tank tops, and I have canvas bags for you. It's also, side note, a way that I nurture my designer self, the person you know that loves clothes and colors and things. And it's my logo, the Divine Feminine Essence Eighth Chakra Light logo. And may every time you wear my clothes that I offer, the canvas bag that I'm offering, that I'm selling to you, may you always feel your own light. That's what, that's what I send into those pieces every time I ship them out to you and to your homes and every single dollar from the profits of the shop on my website that I mentioned are going to the production of future Own Your Intuition podcast episodes. So I appreciate your support, your loving kindness, your reviews. I read every single one and I'll see you next week. Bye-bye. What an honor to have you a part of this growing global community. Thank you for your loving presence. You can schedule your next one-on-one intuitive reading or mentorship with me or register for an upcoming event, training, or retreat at my website, kellyrichintuitive.com. You can stay connected with me on Instagram at kellyrichintuitive and both of those links are right in the episode notes. I can't wait to meet you. If you got something from today's show, please support the Own Your Intuition podcast by hitting the subscribe button and write a five-star review. You can also share with your loved ones. Next week, I'll be back with a fresh new episode.